Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premises talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Good War Room family, you are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Jimmy, the Blueprint, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, Dev. have no idea who Austin is, but hopefully he'll be here soon. Yada to me, like, you know, we'll, we'll see where he is. So, um, NBA Finals are here, and we'll take a brief look at how we got here and let you know who's going to win. So sit back, relax. And bust it up again with your brothers in the war room. The Greatest Man Cave in the History of Civilization, episode 682, starts now. Dang. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or join us on Facebook or Twitter. That's at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Technologies hotline. And if you need that number, that's 323-410-0012. Dev, what up, though? Chilling, man. I'm out here on location again. I'm at a, a youth baseball game that just started at the same time that we started. So I'm here. The two youths. You out there with the youths, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to all the youths. So shout out to all the youths out there, man. Listen, before we get started, I need to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can check out archive episodes of our show and all our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can go to warroomsports.com or just go to any major podcast listening platform and look up War Room Sports Podcast Network. There's never an excuse to miss an episode, so don't do so. We got Tissue in the Tape, the Broad Street Line, Superstar Sports, Joan Appetit on the Couch to Wilson. After further review, you know, we got all the content. So make sure to check that out on the Warroom Sports Podcast Network. So listen, man, let's get right into it, man. Let's get into the hot topics, which are brought to you by my bookie. Bottom line is if you want to do any sports betting, you should do so at my bookie. And you can just stop wasting your time and go to my bookie. You can go by going to mybookie.ag. You can place bets. You can place in-game bets, you know. So there's no excuses when you go to my bookie. You could pay pretty fast. Remember, it's mybookie.ag. And if you join now, my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to a stat. Use the promo code WARROOM, one word, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, to activate this offer. That's mybookie.ag. Remember, the code is WARROOM. So go there today, play, win, and get paid, and that's all there is to it. But, you know what I'm saying, let's, 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 let's wrap a taste, man. Let's talk about yes, the sir. association, this thing of ours. You know what I mean? We got to talk about this thing of ours. So there's a coaching carousel right now. Um, Just to give you a couple names, Adrian Griffin to the Bucks. Nick Nurse to the Philadelphia 76ers. Monty Williams is to the Pistons. So what do you think about all the coaching movements? Yo, definitely, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not a Bucks fan or nothing, but I'm excited for Adrian Griffin because, you know, people know anything about that brother. 
you know, he played in the league for a while, wasn't a star or anything, was a solid player, but he put his work in on the bench. Like I can remember him being on different, you know, clubs, benches, going back at least at least a decade. So he definitely put his work in. Um, finally getting his just due. Uh, Sam I am didn't get his just due just yet, especially not in Philly. Because like you said, uh, the Sixers went with Nick Nurse, which I don't think is a bad hire. But I, I'm starting to see Sam Cassell as the Deuce Staley of <laughs> of the NBA. You know, but I tell you all the other day, the Sixers, they deuced on him <laughs> by going with somebody else instead yeah. of going with Sam. But um, yo, yeah, shout out to all of them. Monty Williams, I think he got like the highest paying uh, NBA coaching gig ever. I think he got something crazy like five years, $78 million to coach the pitch. Yo, that's crazy. He's only going to last two, but, but they got to give him his bread. <laughs> yeah, like no matter what happens, he's going to get compensated. But how do you get fired and end up coming up like that? <laughs> right. I mean, but, you know, even when he got fired, though, you know, a lot of people talked about that. Like, everybody thought Monty kind of got a raw deal. But that's kind of what happens when you get, you know, Kevin Durant midseason when you already got a couple of superstars and you had just been to the finals recently. The expectations go way up. But, you know, I think Phoenix might end up, you know, thinking they made a mistake at some point, especially when they hired Doc and they realized that the grass ain't greener. Listen, man. They did him a favor. He, he got, tell KG, I appreciate you, good brother. I got 78 tickets. Like, come on, man. Like, he got paid. Shout out <laughs> to him, man. Shout out to him. But yeah, what about Nick Nurse? What you thought on Nick Nurse with your sickness? Um, I, I think it's a good hire. When they said all the names, you know, that were out there, Nick Nurse, I, that was I was pretty much saying, like, all right, if we don't go in-house and let Sam I am get the gig, Nick Nurse would be my my um first choice um i think a good thing about nick nurse is what he might be able to do with some of the younger players you know doc it took him like you know a thousand years to even let the ball paul reed play um i think those type of players are going to get better development under a nick nurse like you saw what he did with that toronto team he had a lot of young dudes um contributing when they ended up winning the championship um, I, I think it's a pretty good hire, though, man. Hopefully he'll do some like, more creative yeah. things on offense. One of the things about Nick Nurse is he's known for, like, making his folks play a lot of minutes. So the joke, the jokes since he's been hired <laughs> are how he will transition to playing with him. Like, what do you think about that? Right. Um, I think, like, what I was just talking about, if you can develop cats like Paul Reed and, you know, make him a little bit better than just spot work, then maybe he won't because that's definitely a Nick Nurse trait, but he also knows that he's dealing with the big Mr. Glass here. So he knows he can't dog and be, and that's probably a part of the conversation when he's interviewing for this gig. Like, you know, you can't play and be 40 minutes a night, right? <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure that was talked yeah. about. But. I think that's yeah, the but I like it. Like Jaden Springer might, you know, you hey, might start hearing that name in Philly now. Yeah, you can't play. Uh, you can't play and be thirty-three minutes a night. <laughs> All right, so be off in the family with us, man. We can't play and be every night. <laughs> Other movement in the front office: Warriors president and GM Bob Myers, who built that championship organization, is stepping down. 
How do you think this will affect the Warriors? Is this one of the situations where he's like, all right, the writing's on the wall. Let me get out of here before they start ruining the legacy. 100%. Yeah. It's a wrap. It's crazy. I mean, he's definitely the architect behind what I guess we can now call a dynasty. Um, yeah, at this point, Steph is getting up there in age. He, I mean, he's still nice and all of that, but I think you're starting to realize it's going to be harder and harder to keep these dudes together. And after I gave Poole, you know, a hundred something million dollars, <laughs> my my contract situation might not be that hey, nice. Poole, coming up, so let, me, let me step away. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's like you said. I think you know he see the writings on the wall, and he probably just want to go out with his legacy being, you know, a one top tier. So, he said, "I go somewhere else and sitting around while y'all hey, y'all want y'all want to go through some losing seasons. Y'all do that by yourself, right? <laughs> y'all gonna resign Draymond? Y'all do that without me? <laughs> <laughs> or it could be the other way around. Truthfully, you'd be like, we're gonna lose Draymond. Y'all do that without me? Either one. <laughs> I think yeah, it's, whatever, you know. whatever it is, what's gonna be. So listen, man. Mm-hmm. Other other NBA news, man. The Sixers are looking at Fred Van Vliet as a potential James Harden replacement." Um, you know, not not the tallest guard. What do you think about that? I I like Fred Van Vliet as a player. I definitely like him. And if you're telling me, yeah, we could potentially get Fred Van Vliet on the team, I'm all for it. But if you're looking at that as your replacement for your so-called second-best player, I don't want Fred Van Vliet as my second-best player. And we're a team that's supposedly, you know, trying to win a championship. Nothing against my I mean, man Freddie, but I think they've Kett, seen Maxie in already, all of these playoff Kett, runs. Mike, you already your second right, right. player, quiet as kept. Right, and then but then it's like then you got two shrimps in your backcourt, and you know if you're a smart NBA team, there's still ways to take advantage of that. Like somebody told me the other day when I said that. Well, you know, guards don't be posting up no more. I'm like, well, posting up is not the only component where you can, you know, boast your your advantage at size, guard-wise. But, you know, you don't want to get into that with all, you know, with everybody. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't like this the tiny backcourt and putting Freddie in there. I'm, I'm really looking for a killer in that in that role, if they're going to be able to, you know, Replace the bull. I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm all in on Dame, but ain't nobody in Philly talking about Dame. So, I mean, Van Vliet gonna give you more in terms of like from a mental standpoint than James Harden. I, he ain't gonna go out like a, like a, a punk bitch. He gonna, you know, <laughs> hey, Van Vliet gonna clutch you up. <laughs> he gonna clutch you up. Yeah. As opposed to Harden, yeah, who's basically meat, meat curtains. <laughs> Some of y'all get that. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, we yeah, settle I, a lot though, man. We play yeah, against Toronto. I notice how he just take bad threes all the time. I'm, I'm, I like Van Fleet if he's not on my. He's like a, he's like a J.R. Smith for me from a from a generation's past. Like when he's not on your team, you're clearly entertained and you're rooting for him. But I could see Van Fleet getting me a little upset with all them dumbass threes in the number in the <laughs> I mean, number two spot. I mean, playing for what he played for, he ain't got no choice. But, I mean, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Um, other thing I find interesting is this, though, the story that came out about the New York Knickerbockers. Nick said they're keeping an eye on a Sixers situation because they believe that Joel Embiid may ask to be, uh, you know, sent out of Philly. Uh, 
And, you know, they want to bring him in yeah. NY. And the fact that those rumors are out there, that mean they already got a package they feel like they can offer. <laughs> so, I mean, how does that make your players feel that's already there? Like, yeah, I'm just waiting for it to go haywire in Philly so I can get rid of y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> but um, I hope that don't happen. I mean, there's a lot of Sixers fans running around talking about trade and B, but I don't want to see him in a Knicks uniform even if he does leave. So, um, That'd be nasty. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> Yo, so they, they, they'd have to turn that down, whatever that is. But who would y'all take if it was a situation? Who would y'all take? What kind of package would y'all take from the Knicks? Well, we're going to start with Brunson. Um, <laughs> you know they ain't giving up Brunson. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, he only wanted really you know got gonna, value. Cause... You know we're going to end up one, with the one, ball one, if they did that. We don't want them other ball. They keep them. You're going to get Julius Randle. You might be able to get Barrett, you might, and some picks. Or they might try to give you the uh, the big dude. Anglo-Saxon love doesn't go well in the Muslim city. Mitchell Robinson. And their big man, he ain't nothing. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson ain't nothing but a new age, rim-running big dude. Yo, crazy part about Mitchell Robinson, he one of them dudes that, like, in the summertime um, on the pickup runs, he be having a full package pause, like, Handle the handle three, and then you get into the NBA, like the NBA game. They don't allow him to do nothing. He that. does none of that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, did they y'all like, see you those videos of um of Kevon Looney's college package pause? Yeah, Yo, Kevon Looney was KD in college. <laughs> he was giving people everything. Not like he you got the Warriors. They like, Yo, just, just get rebounds, cuz pass the stuff. No shots for you. Hmm. Grab the ball, yeah, man, give it to so, Steph, get out of the way, and go hack some money. So here we go. So speaking of Joel and B, man, let's get to our quote of the week. You know, our quote of the week is, if Joel and B would have taken his big ass into the paint, fully would have won the series. That quote comes from mm. Big Shot Bob, a.k.a. Robert Big Ola. Shot Robert. You ain't take, yo, your, and, you yo. ain't take your big ass in the post. And, and, and I ain't finished it. Uh, he had another part which is kind of like, even more disrespectful to me. He said, what did he, he say with the, the ugly-ass turnaround jump shot? He, he called said, it he's like, all he's doing is facing up and shooting that ugly-ass fadeaway. <laughs> Yo, he called his fadeaway ugly. That ugly-ass fadeaway, yeah. That's crazy. Right, that so part you... seemed personal because for, for a dude his size, Joel's fadeaway is kind of pretty. But. But you remember, you remember Joel, Joel, you remember that Joel uh, sent a little shot at Hakeem not too long ago. And, you know, Robert Ory worked uh, at the office of Hakeem. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, he's in the news again yeah, by, yeah. for saying that Hakeem's better than Shaq and Duncan. This is not the first time he said that. So he'd be out he's there all, trying to make himself that. clear on that. Right. <laughs> yeah, he always says it. But, I mean, he worships at the altar of Hakeem. So when, when, when Joel said a little slick stuff about Hakeem, to me, that's what this was all he, he uh, Robert, Robert, Robert Ory got Hakeem to adopt him, one of his sons, oldest son. I ain't, I ain't even yeah. peeped that until Jimmy just, just pulled my coattails of that. I forgot all about <laughs> there being an angle with those words. It's always, I get it it's now. always like that. Yeah, NBA dudes but got their guy, point, and when you go against their guy. To his point, when I first saw the quote or first heard it, I'm thinking like, all right, man, basketball is not that simple. But then when you think about it, these motherfuckers made it to a game seven. I mean, it's not like they, you know, lost in six, lost in five. They lost in, in seven games. So possibly 
if Doc Rivers would have changed the offense and forced Embiid to catch the ball a little farther down, which all of us were screaming during the series, they may have had some success. They may have had more success. They only had to win one more game. So I think there's something to it. The same thing we were screaming. Like, I'm not trying to be old school. You know, I know that's not where he's going to be all the time. But at some point, you have to flex on your on your advantage, and you have to switch things up. So we kept We kept running the same stuff, and Boston's too smart to let you sit there and keep running the same stuff. Well, not really Malula, but his players are smart enough to. <laughs> so yeah, old school, I mean, old school, new school. Need to learn though. I mean, yeah, me don't matter. Burn, baby, burn. Who's <laughs> going? Ugly, <laughs> ugly ass, ass fadeaway. Ugly, ugly ass fadeaway. <laughs> Cookie. Anyway, man. So that was for Big Shot Bob. Let's get to the stat of the week, though, right? Um, the stat of the week is about um, one Michael Jeffrey Jordan and uh, his relationship with Nike, a.k.a. Nike. Um, yeah, and this, before you even say it, I just want to tell everybody, this stat was inspired by, you know, I, I know I recently watched the movie Air this week. I finally saw that. When did you watch it, Jim? Did you watch it this week or you saw it earlier? Um, no, when, they, when that joint dropped, they dropped it on uh, Prime. Dropped, time, yeah. You know, uh, yes, I watched yeah, it. Yeah, it was in, definitely inspired by that. But go ahead. What Jeffrey do? Okay, so uh, let me see. So the rookie contract, right? So in this contract, it says he Nike had to contract. either be rookie. Yeah, this is with Nikkei, right? So he had to either be rookie of the year or average 20 points per game or be an all-star or sell $4 million worth of shoes. So what did Mike do? He won rookie of the year, averaged 28 points per game, made, made the all-star game. And so over 100, I think it was like $162 million worth of shoes. And I, I, I forgot. I should have been doing that while you was, while you was running it down. And, yeah, he, he, and he, he, did all that. he did all that. They hit him with the or language, and Mike was like, and. Yeah, um, he's like, hold, hold. He's like, yeah, hold my dice. Cause, you know. But, um, <laughs> what, what did you, hold my dice and my, my the, vodka. Uh, what did you think about the movie overall? Um, hey, I I thought it was a a really good movie. You know, I'm shallow at times though, so it was real nostalgic. But it was because of the soundtrack, like the, the songs, the jamming on that joint. But I, I, I liked it overall. Later, but and I saw even. Oh, what'd you say? I thought no, we supposed to talk about this later. But let me ask you about this specific movie now, while we having a conversation. Yeah, I'm about to say we can we can get it out of the way now since we're talking about it. But I think um. You know, of course, they're going to Hollywood things up. And even stuff that I didn't know whether it was factual or made up or not, some stuff you just know. Like his mom, and I'm not trying, you know, no no real spoilers, but his mom was real cocky about what the bull was going to do. And I'm like, come on. I mean, Dolores might be that chick, but I'm pretty sure she was Yo, talking like that. Yo, the crazy part is, I, after I watched it, I looked it up, and there were certain things that, you know, obviously were for dramatic effect. But they say right. that part was actually true in terms of her, how she was talking and her negotiating that deal. They said that part. Right. Now, I know she definitely negotiated that part of the deal that everybody will find out what we're talking about later. But, I mean, she was she was on some, you know, what he's going to do. And my, I'm like, damn. Oh. I'm like, they know something. Oh, I mean, she see the boy in the backyard going hard. So I guess she knows. Re- 
only reason I believe that is because they're, they're mothers right now whose sons ain't got no skills oh. to talk about their son like that and get them no, on Instagram like, videos no, she trying like, to act like they ain't like, like, <laughs> Yeah. Dolores, well, yeah. she was on one. I'm, I I was really Yo. thinking, like, if, if Dolores was like that, he need David Falk for. He could have been like, like Lamar Jackson. Well, see, I mean, <laughs> back, then, back then, I, I, if they came around around this time, it probably wouldn't be no David Falk. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't a thing, though. Right, right, right. Back then, yeah, it was like it was like taboo to even go around somebody's agent to talk to, you know, a company or something like that. So I, I feel. Yeah. Randy. Yo, the crazy part is, that's one of the things about the movie that wasn't even true. Like, the boy going around fuck, that wasn't even true. <laughs> well, that's the part that wasn't true. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that wasn't true. It was like, the crazy part about it is, Falk is the one that kind of like, you know, Falk and the mom forced him to take the John. Like, Falk was with it the whole time trying to get as much money as possible. But anyway. Um, so they dramatized the shit out of that one. Oh, yeah, they really did. They really did. They really did. But, yo, the crazy part about it is, man, so if that is true, Mike's mom is one of the greatest businesswomen ever because that's probably one of the most lucrative deals ever. When you look at right. what he has to do for what he gets on the back end. Yo, they said Mike gets Remember. upwards of $400 million a year um, just Bring the back. Because of that deal. My bad. He gets a piece of anything sold with the logo on it. Yeah, anything with that logo on it might get the piece. And he said it sits around somewhere around the neighborhood of 400 mil per year. Yeah. And this is before he does anything. I heard me reacting. This dude sitting here watching pictures go by. We we was in the batting cage for like three hours the other day. Spending my money for if he's just going to watch pictures go by. All right, my bad. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many bad yeah. pairs of jeans he could buy with that kind of bread? <laughs> we know his, we know B, you didn't watch the movie yet? It's on Amazon Prime Video now if you didn't. Yeah, I'm definitely going I'm definitely going to. I promise you that. But anyway, let's talk about what's going on in the association, uh, you know, kind of right now, which is the NBA Finals starts this evening. And we have the number one seeded Nuggets out of the West versus the number eight seed Heat out of the East. So, you know, we, it's going to be going on for a minute. But I want to know uh, who's going to win and how they're going to win. What you guys uh, thinking right now before we start? Um, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm I'm not going to disrespect the Heat. <laughs> I'm gonna go Nuggets in six. I think the Cinderella story stops here. But I do think the Heat are going to win game one. I think they're going to take game one. I think it's one of those things that, yo, the Nuggets been off for like 14 weeks. They're going to catch them sleeping because they got a little bit of momentum going for, you know, everything they had going on in the last uh, week or so. Um, A big reason why I think the Cinderella story might run out of gas right now is because the Heat just finished playing a whole week of uh, unnecessary basketball. You go up 3-0 and then let them take you to 7 I don't know. It was like y'all could have been resting just as well as them because it didn't matter when that series ended. The finals weren't going to start until June 1st, so they could have been sitting there chilling just like them. I never expected them to sweep the Celtics, but if you go up 3-0 and you end up playing a, a whole week of unnecessary basketball, I think that's going to end up hurting them, and the especially a team like the Heat that was already kind of beat up and banged up anyway. Um, gentlemen, so, go ahead, Bill. Gentlemen, we uh, I'm gonna be a follower. I'm gonna be a follower. Nuggets and six. I'm gonna respect Jimmy Butler's name. I'm gonna Nuggets and five. 
Nuggets in five. I think Joker is about to get his coming out party um, nationally. I, I do too. I feel sorry. I feel sorry he's for about him. To show you, he's about to show you, Joker. I mean, but when you uh, think about it, though, good. he's about to face the best defender he could possibly face. You know, yeah, Bam might be the 20, best 20 defender 20. at center in the league, depending on what you want to um, classify Anthony Davis as. But it's probably I one mean, two, and I mean he already went the last mouth. But <laughs> you know, you, so, were you were you, you, know. you, you rank Rudy Gobert in terms of that? What you just said? Um, see, I'm looking at Bam and 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 AD as actual actual defenders. I'm looking more at Rudy as a help defender, which you know okay. I'm not knocking him because Rudy Gobert, even though he's you know the softest dude on the planet, he scares the hell out of offenses. Just because of his presence. Yo, only reason I only reason so. I asked that is because I saw Gobert's pick Joker and Joker gave him fifty. So that's the only reason I asked that. Yo, and Joker, <laughs> and he was out there like, like I got him, I got him. Yeah, he said, Yo, you better call like, for help. Him. Like Joker told him, like, yo, Joker said, Yo, call for help, dog. I'm giving you all kinds of work. He told the boy to call him for help. <laughs> like so you know Yeah, they're Larry Bird. So, yeah, Larry Bird. So I don't know, man. He might average twenty, twenty, and twenty this series, but um, yeah. and I thought um, what's Tyler Hero status for this series? Because of yeah. course that that oh, yeah. helps. And um, he might come in and mess up the rotation. Why would you go back? Let him run. Let him back. Hey yo. Hey yo. Tyler Hero might come back and mess up the rotation, yo. Live so, and I got Denver. I got, yeah, I got Denver in five, yo. Yo, if Caleb Martin can keep playing the way he's playing, not only will they have a shot to win, but his bank account is going to get a nice shot. <laughs> I mean, that might be a done deal yeah. already, but, done, that's but if done he deal. does it even on a bigger stage, the NBA Finals, then it's going to be locked in. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. people still yeah. might have some doubt. Worry, like, right, I also, I also worry about. I worry about the Heat just being out of gas. Like, like you said, all the extra yeah, that, basketball. That, yeah, that's what I think. But I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Heat take it to seven games because seven games is always interesting. But at the end of the day, I don't know, dog. Like, Denver looks like they've been on a mission since the playoffs started. Um, to get their respect. You know, shout out to Mike Malone. Yeah, but shout out to the Heat, man. I mean, they went, they were in the play-in, lost the first game of the play-in. Now they're in the NBA Finals. So shout out to them dudes. Yo, shout out to Jimmy yeah. and Eric Bull. Who? And who? Who? Jimmy Butler and who? Uh, uh, the Heat. Uh, oh, it's supposed to. B keeps shouting out Jimmy oh. Butler. Jimmy Butler didn't have a great series against the Celtics. Yo, I'm about to say, you better shout out Caleb Martin. The real I'm outcome. about to say, I'm like, I'm thinking B must ain't watched the Eastern Conference Finals because he keep acting like Jimmy Carey did yeah. or something. No, yeah, it was arguable. It was one of those situations where he's the only name on the team. So if his stats are even close to, you know, whoever else is in consideration, they're going to give him the MVP, which they did in the Eastern Conference Finals. Listen, if but, Caleb um, Martin doesn't do what he do, if uh, Caleb Martin doesn't do what he Martin do, did okay. well, let me finish. If Caleb Martin doesn't do what he does, the conversation about Jimmy Butler changes drastically because not only did he have a terrible game six until he made those foul shots, he at times started being pensive and was like not not being aggressive and looked like he was scared to take shots. 
his team somewhat bailed yeah. him out. I mean, that's never going to be told yeah. in the history yeah. of the one. But if you watch the game, right. you're like, yo, Jimmy looks kind, of, look kind of sucks with the light on. But, you know, at the end of the day, all we remember is winners and losers. There were points where he wasn't so, looking like Hemi Buckets, which he's filed for a no. trademark for. He was, he was looking like, yo, get me, get, yeah, he was looking like, get me out of here because I don't want to deal with these bright lights. <laughs> he was looking like Donald Trump. Cut him off. Turn him off. <laughs> yeah, but um, help definitely makes you comfortable. When you got help out there, you get comfortable. So who's the MVP? Are, are we all in agreement on who the MVP is going to be in the series? Um, I, 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 I have – I think it's a possibility for, for Murray, but like Jimmy said, Joker's stat line is not going to be able to be argued with because Murray might put up a 50 point, a 50 or, or two possible, but Ball going to be like 20, 20, and 20, so <laughs> you're going to have old K, yo, KG stat lines. It's going to be hard to argue that. I don't think, you know what I mean? Yo, I don't think Jamal don't Murray should be eligible for an award. I don't think Jamal Murray should be eligible to win an award so he fixes his hairline. <laughs> yo, yo, he got a yo. He got the I got the white mom that don't take me to the barbershop here. Airline, <laughs> they take me I to mean, sports clips. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, man. So, yeah, that's all right, so we got you know, I think Jamal Murray's gonna go off at least a game and a half. But Joker's just like it just comes so easy for him. Like he's doing everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, right, yeah, so, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go chalk. Right, I'm gonna go chalk and go Joker, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if if it was a a Murray thing. Y'all know if it's close, right, so, Scott, they're gonna give it to, to Joker. If it's close. Skyview says Denver in six, and Michael Porter Jr. will be the X factor. I'm gonna put that out there. Um, the net Tobias, bully. If the net bully is bullying Nets. They in trouble. Hey, Tobias, I see you calling. I'm going to get you on nice and early since I'm running the, uh, the board today, man. But real quick, though, um, if anybody wants to Let call in the with us. He just threw us under the bus. Like, we don't get him on early when everybody else running the board. <laughs> if anybody wants to call in to speak with us about any of the topics, call the Digital Extreme Technologies hotline at 323-410-0012. Press 1 if prompted. And I'm saying you can join us in the bottom of the chat room as well. That's blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, man. So, you know, let's let's – Let's get him on before we talk about what happened while you on the Grizz night. Let's get the good brother Tobias on real quick, man. You know, so we can talk about, um, you know, that ugly ass uh, shot by Joel and B. Roll tide, okay, gentlemen. Hey, here's a fun one. I told y'all this in a group chat. B also will love this one. When the Bulls traded Jimmy Butler, the prize that the Bulls got was not Zach Levine. It was not even Laurie Markin who they didn't even work out or talk to for they drafted him. It was Chris Dunn. Just remember that. <laughs> that Yo, was who they cut. I know a lot of people, though, who had high hopes for Chris Dunn. I know a lot of people that had high hopes for Chris Dunn. But I do remember when he got on the Bulls, they started to be like, Yo, how Chris Dunn doing? <laughs> yeah, he, he, was a, he, he was a straight to Dunn to that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, that. Like, remember yeah. at that time, Zach Levine wasn't that guy yet. Yep. And uh, and like, they didn't even talk to Larry. But all right, he's number seven in the board. We'll just pick him. I'm like, dude, y'all ain't going to talk to the guy? But anyway, before I started cussing and stuff, uh, 
Nuggets in five. I would bet four if they didn't have that long layoff and you know in the game three, that the home team that down O two played their best game in game three. Tobias said they only gonna lose because of Russ. Nothing else. Yes, because this is a game that they may steal. But here's the problem, right, with Miami. People gotta yeah, remember gonna be now. A, this gonna be a Sixers Lakers series. They gonna get yeah. caught in game one for all the rest, and then. Here's here's <laughs> the problem, right? That people are missing the hot take media. The Nuggets actually run an offense. They just don't stand at the three point line and jack up threes, even though they ain't going in like Boston. Their guys could dribble, uh, but the Heat play a lot of zone, right? The Nuggets are the best team in the league against the zone. Bam gets cooked by the Catch fire. Yeah. Yes. They got a point. That's because they got a point center. They and a point guard. And a point guard. I was getting there also. Bam Autobio is listed at 69250, right? He's the same size as LeBron. You know, I think LeBron's heavy. He'd be lying about his weight. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and what, what people miss is, I know it's 2023, but Jokic does this novel concept. He's a big man who actually plays big. You pull a smaller guy on him, Jokic is looking at him like food. Uh, he ain't trying to do all that funny stuff. Uh, it did. The Heat has struggled against point guards. Marcus Smart and Derek White was posting those guys up getting what they wanted. Now, Marcus Smart is the wrong guy to get hot because he thinks he got it. Uh, you know him. But but I just think that the Heat just don't have enough. And bringing back Tyler Hero will actually mess things up for them. Uh, yeah. And I, I, got, I got a fun bet for you guys, two fun bets, prop bets. It's plus 2,000. Jokic outscores Jimmy Butler in every single game in the finals. And also, hey. point, uh, I, wouldn't take, I ain't Jokic, taking that bet. I am. Jokic. I ain't taking that bet. It's, it's only 10 I'm bucks like, for me to take it. Yeah. And here's another one. Jokic, over 50 and a half total points, rebounds, and assists tonight. Oh, he getting yeah, that. Yeah, I take that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, oh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He about to, but, he about to give Bam everything. He I might take have that. Half time. Twenty, twenty-five, fifteen, and ten. What that equal? Twenty-five, fifteen. That's forty. Yeah, that's fifty right there. Twenty-five, so, yeah. 20, 15, eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not taking. I mean, like you said, it's only a couple dollars. But if it was like a serious number on that bet, I'm not taking that. Yeah. Yoke is to score more than Jimmy every game. Yeah, I put ten bucks on plus two thousand. You know, yeah. uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, ain't I put like ten. Bu- I put ten bucks on both sides. If it's a ten bucks, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I put ten bucks on both sides of that. You get, you get your money back. <laughs> hey, you, you know, it's funny. You know, some of those bets you see out there, Michael Lombardi calls on the St. Jude's bet that you bet off, donate your money to St. Jude's instead of making that bet. <laughs> but, that's crazy. Right? That's my, that's my favorite charity. Yeah, but, but everybody's like Boston, right? It's like the coach, we know he's in over his head. But this is a prime example of if they – I don't think they're giving Jalen Brown a supermatch. I think they're going to trade him because teams get caught up. Especially they need to give him some season. super training. Yeah, you need a dribble. dribble. But it's like with this new CBA, right, 
it is going to be very punitive. I don't understand why the owners voted for that. Where it's like, let's say the Thunder get good, some of these other teams who drafted well get good. Hell, even the Pistons, they won't be able to keep everybody. Now they have to let all these people go. And if you sign uh, Jalen Brown to a Supermax, one, it's going to be hard to trade them because of the NBA trade rules. But that's it. And then why are you giving guys that kind of money who are good but not great? Team get caught up by paying great, good players, great money to get what I'm saying. That number is about to go up again. They figure they get yeah. him on that now before the new TV deal comes up. Is it going to blow this one out the water? Or, tr- or, or just now trade them, you know? It's going to be, uh, it's going to be wild, it's, yo. You about, to have, you about to have dudes that don't even get in the game making like $20 million a year. Hey, you remember <laughs> Everett Turner got like $20 million a year? <laughs> Blue all Jayden day. Springer just out. signs a new deal with the Sixers. $20 million over. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I just think – but like – I know the Sixers hired Nick Nurse. I think they they need a coach. Sometimes some people just need a hard ass as a coach, you know. And I think MB needs that hard ass. Now, hopefully that means Harden going to Houston, they'd be able to do a sign and trade because Houston got some young players there who may need a change of scenery. I just don't see why Houston would do that, though. Why would you acquire all those assets and then trade them for James Harden again? I just don't. Like, every time you bring that up and people talk about Harden going back to Houston, why would Houston want that? Yeah, here's the problem. Houston has to spend the money because they ain't paying nobody. But also this, as a Philly fan, you're like, hey, yeah, Houston's nice. Udoka's there. He showed him all the spots. Because, like, players like Jabari Smith, can you just change the scenery? Because I watch a couple of their games. It's pretty much the first person up above half court shoots the ball. Uh, you know, so. I just wouldn't get why it's like, okay, they traded James Harden to get all of these guys, and then they yeah. trade all these guys back for an old-ass James Harden. It doesn't make sense at. to me. And I think the rumors, until I see actual activity and we get some confirmed stuff, I just think this is this is just rumors. I think this is probably James Harden's camp is trying to get some kind of leverage. Like, yeah, Houston, I'll go back to you. Yo. Hey, he may and James the streets up in Houston, yo. Yeah. Hey, Udoka, hey, Nia Long sending the big head call. He is going to hit the ignore <laughs> button on her. Uh, <laughs> you know, but like with Harden, right, if he's trying to string up for money, the thing I would tell him is that, okay, go on the open market. Who's going to pay you this money? Go right ahead. Take a look. Yeah. It ain't Which happening. is another reason I think he he's can't making up these rumors about Houston. He's probably yeah. laughing. What are you talking about? Like God <laughs> bless you if they pay you. Bless you. Somebody, but, uh, somebody be dumb yeah, enough. But, it's gonna be your, it's gonna be your bull. Now nah, the bulls the trade bulls me. let Michael Jordan go because they ain't want to pay him thirty million. It's Michael Jordan. Trade him to Portland. Trade him to Portland. Let's get Dame. Hey, Let's get no, Dame in the, the building. <laughs> the Bulls about to re-sign Nikola Vucevic, but uh, but anyway, but like with the series, also, I think what I made a little bit of money betting on the Nuggets to make it to the finals and bet against Phoenix and the Lakers, because you remember now you got these clowns online talking about look at the seeded team the Nuggets played, but I'm like the Nuggets were the one seed, <laughs> you know, and they talking about what what the Heat beat these teams, they were the eighth seed. They're supposed to be higher-seeded teams because they're the A seed. The Nuggets were the one seed. Of course, they're going to play lower-seeded teams. And, then, and I was like, didn't y'all just say, not you guys, but I was like, y'all, did y'all say the Lakers had them figured out? 
or Phoenix are going to beat them despite only having two bodies. Uh, <laughs> hit a shot. Oh, Lakers had them figured out after one game that they actually lost. Lakers, yeah. had <laughs> Lakers lost the, the game and had them the, figured out. And the Suns yeah. only had two guys that you could trust hit a shot, and they thought they'd go beat them. The Suns weren't going to beat them. You know, it, I, it was a miracle the Suns took them to six, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. You know, but it's just like what happens is when the hot take media who don't watch the games, when they when they up here going all narrative instead of facts, all they did was just put, all they did was get another another chip. Oh, I'll say this yeah, before you run, guys got to got to run. Shannon Sharp, that's what the, your that's boy what Shannon Sharp got tired of Skip Bay talking that mess that mess about him, right? I don't think he got tired. Shannon Sharp got tired of black people talking about how he taking that stuff from Skip. Yes, Kwame Brown called him thick tongue and everything. Yeah, I know. I think I think it was think, Kwame think, and Dr. Think, Umar. I think they got him up out of I there. I think I think I think Shannon realized he can get a lot of bread out here. That's what it is. Like there's already like the number the numbers that are being thrown out about the yo. different like organizations. Like look what they look what Pat yo. McAfee just got, yo. Yeah, it's a it's right. a combin it's a combination. It, it's a combination of those two things. I do think I he's a little tired of Umar calling him out for being on the snow bunny. <laughs> train being a snow bunny lover but then he also just thanked the world for having a million youtube subscribers yo he's yeah, out of he there cracked the it's mill. the money you know who else went independent recently marcel oh, wow. shannon is good though out. because shannon has the whole you know he has all the, the brian fame so yeah he definitely can go out here and make some noise yeah and, uh, and by the way like marcellus wiley you. went independent no he's not, he he's not going to the independent that. route though tobias He's not going independent. He's about to get a check. And yeah, can y'all imagine? I mean, I know boys at Fox, but imagine the other boy left, Nick Wright, and him and Shannon went somewhere and did a show together. Ooh. That show would be so oh. disgusting. It would, oh, be, it, would LeBron. Be, it would be LGBTQ homosexuality porn. Yo, oh. real talk. LeBron oh. James would have to – he would have to register for a um, restraining order against them dudes, man. Oh, that show would be so way. disgusting. Yeah, well, what you, you, you get ready to say about Marcellus Wally? Oh no! That he he um, walked away from Fox, and I he got his own podcast thing. Yeah, and uh, he was like, and one of the things where he wanted to talk about different stuff. I think he got tired of talking about the Cowboys and what LeBron's eating for lunch. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> said that. He said that. He said he said everybody. That's why like, people getting podcasts. They tired of this more Cowboys. Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of these podcasts, when they're not on those big networks, that people talking some good stuff, and uh. You know, he he get a lot of good info. But one thing y'all can y'all talk about LeBron. They get to pick their own damn topics. <laughs> yes, and like LeBron, right? Y'all y'all know Scottie Pippen Jr. signed with Clutch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not a surprise. I mean, yeah. Scottie out well, here I'm, riding <laughs> LeBron nuts yeah. these days. But, but but people talk about oh man. Because Michael Day, Michael, Michael Jordan's kids, like Michael Jordan, that boy is his kids, thirty something years old. What can Mike say to that? The guy is a grown man. He may not like it, but what is he gonna say? He's a grown man. And when Scottie Pippen talked all this mess, but when the top seventy-five ceremony came up, what was Scottie Pippen? Be a satellite way in the I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Tobias. I mean, yeah, if my son. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Mike is yeah. like, come on, son. Like, there's a lot of chicks yeah, out here. What, what, 
but he's thirty though. So like, what is he really going to do? I mean, at this like, point, because son. Mike was—I mean, Scotty was already mad at him after the, the documentary. So this all happened after that. But if this had happened like all, before yeah. that, when Scotty was still supposed to be his man, like uh, you got to say something about that. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, like, I'm, I'm kind of you can't I'm kinda be with Scotty White. He, he could have said something, and he's Michael Jordan. He's like, son, I'll buy you. I'll buy you a jump. I'll buy you a white one. I don't really love Larsa. Her knees creak when she get in that position anyway. Come on, man. Yeah. She bangs role players and guys on mid-level exceptions and 10-day <laughs> contracts. She's not even with the max guy. Uh, you know, but uh, – but She don't need the max. She got all Scotty money. You ain't lying. Hey, no wonder Scotty can, telling that. She can that she actually think, you know, he's a cute little boy. She got I'll bang her, him, she got but I got bread. Scotty's money. Yeah, yeah, but, but before I rise, I want to say, I think it could be – the series going to be short. And uh, I hate to say it, partly because I hate when Miami beat the Bulls 10 years ago. We could have had it the next year, but, you know, glass knees got hurt. But anyway, uh, but it does show the heat, though, with culture. And the Nuggets also, when people don't, they can say what they want. You need a lot of luck with team building also, where Jokic fell where he fell. It, Jamal Murray even went where he went. The Suns drafted Dragon Bender number four overall in that draft. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, an, that's another thing. Not, I mean, we talk about heat culture a lot, and it's a real thing. But, yeah, you got to give, like you're saying, you got to give props to the to the team that they're playing. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of luck. Because sometimes you don't – because these guys are coming at 19 now. So you don't even know how they yeah. turn out. And then sometimes they're in the right situation. Yeah, can't be serious. But, hey, but you guys have a good one, fellas. You guys take it easy, man. All, All right, right man. Have a good one. All right, peace. Yeah. But you, def- you definitely got to give props to the Nuggets, man. But y'all, man, uh, <laughs> where was it, Jim? The boy, Jokic got – he got drafted while a, a Taco Bell commercial was Taco on. Taco Bell. <laughs> Yo, they didn't even show this man get drafted. Not that he was there to shake anybody's hand as far back as he was, but, you know, you just came back from the Taco Bell commercial and his name was going across the ticker. Like, yeah, they selected this ball. You know, he a two-time MVP, about to go to the finals. That's crazy. So you got to get them some props for whatever their culture is too because they got, you know, some dudes who weren't drafted highly just well, doing their thing. Let's talk about what happened this week while you were on the Grizz Naive, which is brought to you by Digital yeah, Extreme Technologies. The bottom line is if you need a custom website, go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and tell them that the war room sent you. And, you know what I mean, you'll get the discount. Just go, yeah, but it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the Grizz Naive. So Antonio Brown uh, – is offering Cam Newton 150k to play in one Arena League game this season. Um, my man Eggs is scrambled. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to Yo, say though. Boys out of pocket. Yeah, Tim, I got a question for you. Because the last time we brought Antonio Brown up on this show, the Arena team, the Arena League team that he owned, the coach quit and the quarterback quit because uh-huh. nobody was getting their checks. So how in the hell are you gonna pay Cam Newton? a bean 50, and you ain't pay the dudes who play there every week. And half of them walked off the team. Yo, yo, but even how that work? That, wasn't he getting thrown off the field of his own team? <laughs> yes, he yeah. was. He but he's supposed off? to – here's another part to that story. He promised everybody that he was going to play in a game or two. 
So he's, he put a game on the calendar that he was going to play in. They said ticket sales tripled, and then ball didn't play. So he probably just used everybody so he could make payroll for that week. <laughs> Yo, like Jimmy said, man. Boy, boy. <laughs> what you say? His, his egg scrambled, man. Yo, his eggs scrambled, man. Like, there's nothing to say about boy, man. Like, boy, eggs is just scrambled, man. Like, you know, I'm just going to say get well, man. Um, You know. Listen, man. He's probably going to pay Cam out of his pocket to do that, though. Yo, we bring, when we bring Antonio Brown up, you're going to say get well soon? <laughs> yo, get pretty well much. Soon. That's all, that's all, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, well, but yeah, we talked about yeah. uh, the air movie. I, I got a soundbite for that too, yo. I, I'll let you know later. I got a soundbite for that. All right, <laughs> let's, let's get it. You know, Antonio Brown soundbite. But listen though, um, I know you saw the uh, documentary Everything But the Chip on uh, the 2001 Philadelphia 76ers, man. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, first of all, as a Philly fan, I feel like a loser. I mean, look at the title, Everything But the Chip. Um. Yo, when I first heard price. that they were doing it, my my reaction was, "All right, y'all, like I, I get it. That was a feel good time. I was there for one game of at least one game of every series that year. Um, two games in the Toronto series. I was there for two game sevens. It was a feel good time in the city. I didn't even live in the city, and I was in the city like I was still living there. But at some point, we gotta let it go." We got to let it go, yo. We lost. (laughs) We got to stop celebrating 20 years later coming in second place. It's making us look bad. With that being said, I sat my ass down and watched it. All the, you know, the feelings and nostalgia came back. It's a good documentary. You know, being a diehard Philly fan at that point in time, like nothing happened that I didn't know about. So it was just a, it was just a recap. I didn't get any new information. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a good time. Tough team with a lot of heart. If you could have gave the heart of that team to the team this year, we'd probably be hoisting the trophy next week. But, you know, you can't transfer a heart unless you go see the Wizard. What did you think about it, Jim? I thought it was uh, it was good, right? There was no, no really new information, mm-hmm. but it did make me realize right. something, though. It made me realize something I've been saying for a while about, like, when you win championships, how – and even when you have a successful team like that team and go to the championship – it's deeper than just, like, the players, the coach. That comes from all the way up top. Like, it literally – a right. championship consists of everybody, dog. I'm talking about front office, owners. And you see the role that, like, Pat Croce played in terms of, like, mending things and making sure things work. And even Billy King. Right. Like, just being a punching bag for, for both of them. And it also made me think about something that I never really thought about. Because the whole time the story of AI and Larry Brown butting heads about, you know, because AI just – pretty much wouldn't, you know, he was a, a rebel. Billy King said something interesting in there, though. He was like, Larry Brown's ego is just as big as AI. You know what I mean? So it's right. like... And, and that's why they clashed He's like, yo, you have to manage both of their egos. Like, so it may, but it makes you realize that, like, you have to be on the same page from top to bottom in order to have success in any sort of team sport. You know what I mean? Like, you can't overlook um, what the front office and coaching does. Uh, but you know, it, it, it was it was to me it was a good doc. You know what I mean? Like I think crazy part though, Jim. Thing. We talk about culture. Pat Croce is one of those culture makers. He just didn't stay around long enough. Like if he yeah, was still yeah. there, you'd be talking about the Sixers in a different manner as far as culture is concerned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. But Pat didn't stay other, around long big, enough. Love doing. My other big takeaway. My other big takeaway from the documentary is 
They did see a rat look dirty, yo. <laughs> they deuced on him. <laughs> yo, they did they see did a that rat boy look dirty, so dirty. Yo. Yeah, but so he, dirty he, saw, they, they, he was even salty by the way he saw Larry Brown all up on Dikembe Wood in the locker room at the All-Star All game. in the video. He, like, I saw by them conversations that it was a little more to it than just, you know what I mean? So. Yo, and it, it was so nasty that my man was getting his, his, his forever home built right outside of Philadelphia. They made him give it to Mutombo. Oh, like, yeah, he closed dirty, the yo. same day he got traded. He closed and then found out he was traded. <laughs> and then they made him sell yo. it to Matumbo. <laughs> yo! Yo! <laughs> they did dirty, yo. They did my I mean, I guess it was easy to do that so he could recoup his money, but it's still the optics of that is just is crazy. Um, Another thing I took away from it, though, Jim, I, I like the light that it put on Billy King because, you know, in every city. Yeah, he gets put on. When it when it right in every city when it's not when you don't get the ultimate success the GM always gets the blame he always gets it pointed you know the fingers pointed at him you've always heard people talk about Billy King him out of here he's incompetent this and that this this made me see Billy King in a whole different light so I guess if I did learn something from it not not even learn it's just it just showed him in a light that you could respect. It it showed that he and, had more to do with it than the credit that he yeah, gets. Yeah, and that, but, you know but what that's mean? what I mean by that's what I mean by having to have everybody on the same page, which is why right. getting back to one of our earlier stories, that's why the Bob Myers leaving is a big deal because he's a part of that whole that whole system, that whole ecosystem. When you win right. championships to get things in place, like there's an ecosystem there, man, like that that can't be interrupted. Like that's that's and he, why. It's and he also there. the reason Mark Jackson ain't there because you know. You know, Bob Myers, a, a Wati boy. <laughs> Bob, yeah. Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson, real religious. I think he. You know, I think he had some opinions about. I'm just know, gonna walk right Tim past that one. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm leave that right there. I'm gonna leave that right there and walk right past that one though. <laughs> but um, no. So but it, we, it, was, we, uh, it was. He, a, he a, wouldn't be welcome in Jamaica. Just I'll just tell you that. We'll let them, it was an interesting. Doc, I didn't think that the doc was the doc wasn't complete to me to the very end because I'm like, if Bubba Chuck gonna shed a tear, is it really a Sixers doc? Like he got to shed at least right, one right. tear. Like he couldn't he even get his last sentence out. He couldn't get that out. So that was yeah. and the crazy. I mean, because yeah, it was about the Sixers. So you know, I'm pretty sure Laker people would probably be like, mm, ain't sure nothing. I mean, it wasn't about the Lakers, but it was about the Sixers, and then they would just check in with the Lakers every once in a while and like. They like the 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 monsters, like what the monsters over there doing, because <laughs> we know that's who yeah, they got to yeah. play. So. <laughs> Yo, Larry Brown was talking about Dean Smith, like he was talking about Jesus H Christ. Yeah, he broke down like AI yeah, talking about Dean Smith. He had to take a break. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, shout to Dean Smith. All man, them, all them like, Carolina always be on Dean Smith Wood like that. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> you know, he Smith, all they Dean pop. Smith, Dean Smith's lineage goes right back to the inventor of this thing of ours. So, you yeah, know, he got a lot of grandsons. Hold on. He was, I forgot who his coach was. His, Dean Smith was coached by one of them dudes. One of them dudes uh, the, whose name of I said it, you know. Fog Allen, I think it was. Oh, yeah, Fog Allen. He was coached by Fog, and then, who was and he was coached by Fog, who was of the ball. by James Naismith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, he was throwing peaches in the back. That also puts Larry Brown in, in, in part of the lineage of, of uh, you know, James Naismith, which is interesting in itself, the James Naismith tree. 
But anyway, um, so hot. <laughs> and that just um, sound hot. But James James Naismith invented basketball. Don't know nothing about. He don't know nothing about basketball. Not the way he was playing. Yeah, James Naismith. <laughs> James Naismith. You see some of these dudes playing right now. He'd be like, "Yo, what is this? Like, what is Jalen right. Brown doing to this game I created?" <laughs> what James Naismith know about a pick and roll? Come on, man. But it but it just sounds hot to say he was a direct descendant of the inventor of the sport, but hey, he ain't know nothing about hoops. Neither does Jalen Brown. Yo, anyway. <laughs> yo, Jalen Brown got the worst handle I've ever seen, yo. For somebody at that level, yo, he was second team on NBA Ray, and he can't dribble. Might not be worse than Ray Mercer. Who? Who? Ray Mercer. That's a boxer. No, oh, you talking about Ron Mercer. Ron Mercer. My bad. You know I'll be Yeah, I'm about to Ron say Mercer Ray ain't Mercer on that level. Jalen Jalen's supposed to be a superstar, yo. Just yo, Ron Mercer was never second team all Ron Mercer was never second team all NBA, dog. Yeah, that's true. He got his shot two hand blocked by old ass Michael Jordan. That's the only thing I remember about Ron. That so, he had an ill spin move. He went to it like every time. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown is a max dude that was second team All NBA. Without that a, means without dribbling. I ain't gonna say without a handle. He one. can't even dribble. I don't care about handling. Yo, he, he can't, can't dribble. dribble. Duh. He's supposed to be either the one or second best. Two. They were talking about him being the best two guard in the league. Yeah, he need to. Anyway, he need to squat up against a wall and dribble twenty times with his left and twenty times with his right and repeat. He need the basic drills. <laughs> Yo, Deb, one last thing about that Sixers doc. In the beginning when they was talking about like um AI getting uh getting um fined or, or not being able to play for missing games and they said like, you know, missing practices rather. And they asked the boy why he missed practice and boy said with a straight face. Cause I went out last night. <laughs> He's Yo. like I was out late. Hey, yo, man, yo, what is wrong with you? Matter of fact, you, yo, it was a matter of fact. I was out. I went out last night. I was out late. I was out late, late like, last night. He said, I do it all the time, but I can play in the game. Like, yo, he said it with a straight face, dog. I was like, come on, Chuck. Yeah. Like, he he, he wanted to Chuck, dog. Yeah, he wanted to he wanted to do it his way. His way. Yo, my man said with a straight face, like, yo, I went out last night. Come on, cuz. Anyway, man. With that being said, let's talk about what happened in Dayton Sports History, which is brought to you by Sports the Book. Bottom line, best sports book ever written. Go to warroomsports.com and get your copy of Sports the Book. But on June 1st, 2002, in the battle of two former heavyweight champions, Evander Holyfield beats Asim Rahman by TKO. <laughs> Fight stopped one minute and 40 seconds into the eighth round because of a giant welt above Rahman's eye. And yeah. I don't even got like we all remember oh, that. Once oh, I say that, you know exactly what that fight. That fight wouldn't be anything in history. Like it wouldn't be on this segment if not for a giant hickey on bull head. Yeah. That was the <laughs> na- that might have been the worst thing I've ever seen in boxing. Yeah, yo, that might have been the worst thing I've ever seen. That was terrible, yo. My man had a my man had a softball in his in left side of his forehead. Man, that's nasty. I would have been like Rocky, man. Cut me, man. They'd have had the razor blade. That shit. In the corner and just call it. That that was nasty. That was yeah. terrible. Well, how do you, how how do you get it? How do you get it off? Ice? <laughs> I don't even know, yo. How your skin? How your skin stretched that far, and and it don't break. 
Like, I didn't get it. Why that didn't explode <laughs> all over the ring, yo. That was the nastiest thing I've ever seen in boxing. Man. But yeah, I couldn't man. look away, it's though. Be, kept man. looking at the ball forehead. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was definitely a weird moment, but y'all know exactly what I was talking about once I said it. But we'd like to give a big warm salute to this historical moment, man. Let's get ourselves out of here. Look, one hour. Boom. Like I said, man, let's get out of here, man. Yeah, I hear Listen, that. Man, Chase just went up the bat. His, uh, his walk-up music played. Renegade by what Jay-Z. And, uh, Renegade. And, uh, okay. walk- <laughs> we going to the league. Okay. take that. I ain't had nothing to do with that. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. So shout out to everybody for supporting us, man. Shout out to Scott View in the chat. Shout out to, you know, my folks that call in all the time. Tobias, we appreciate it, man. Everybody who listens and listens to the replay, we appreciate all of that. Anyone who subscribes to the podcast network, we appreciate it. But remember, make sure you check us here next week, same time. We'll be able to talk about what's going on in NBA Finals as they get started. But everything we do, all of our social media, all of our content, everything can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. A book sports to books can also be found there. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in a war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.